Hello, and welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette, and today's episode is brought to you by Tickle Dot Life. So before we get into today's show uh, and, you know, our great topic, um, two things. One, thanks for listening, and I love all the support. It's wonderful. Uh, second is as a as an exchange, a consensual exchange between us, me and the audience, <laughs> is that I show up for you guys and in return, I would like to ask uh, some stuff. One, please support um, the overhead running of the show, My Orgasmic Life. If, it, if it's inspired you and it's changing your life and it's entertaining you and all those things, please support me It's um, with joining my Patreon which I'll put in the link um, in the show notes, okay? Um, and, or share me with your people. Share me with your people. Um, like, love, comments, uh, you know, tell somebody that you listen to my podcast called My Orgasmic Life. Let's spread the word. I can't do it by myself and I need your help. All right. Okay. So now let's get into our topic. I wanted to talk to you about chronic pain and sex. Those are two things that we typically don't talk about together. And before I talk about, you know, like logistics of, of it, I actually want to do, share a story with you about my own journey and my own life. So once upon a time in a land far, far away, <laughs> There was a girl, <laughs> me. <laughs> so when I was 25, my life changed. So I'm 45 now, so that would be 20 years ago. So my life drastically changed. I went from being super fit, super strong, super healthy, super skinny, super, um, you know, life was pretty awesome. Little did I know that my life was going to change. On my 25th birthday, actually. So on my 25th birthday, I was, you know, a passenger, you know, in, in a vehicle with my partner at the time. And I was super excited. It was my birthday. Um, this is back in the day when I owned a pottery studio. Uh, so I was, I just started, uh, I just had created a new glaze, which is a color. Um, that you put on the pottery for everybody's like, what's a glaze, Gaia? Um, I just created a new glaze, a new color, and I just tested it in the kiln, which is the oven that we fire the pottery in. And I was so excited to go see what it was. And so we were driving to my studio and I was singing. I remember I was like singing. I was like, happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me. And I was so excited. And in an intersection, we went my life changed. Somebody ran a red light, T-boned us, and then slammed us into a tree. I should have died. Like the, when, I, when, you, when I saw pictures of the, of the van, I was in a minivan. When I saw pictures of the minivan, it was crumpled from the side and the front, and it, it was like this one big crumpled mess. And I cannot believe that both of us walked away from that. Well, we didn't walk away. We were carried away. (laughs) 
So, I, in that time, this is, and I was knocked unconscious, right? So, yay. So, I don't remember. Yay, that's awesome. So, I woke up in the hospital, and I had no idea that my whole life was going to change. Um, I went from being healthy and fit and capable and active to being bedridden, broken ribs, sprained every muscle in my body, uh, whiplash, uh, head injury, uh, nerve damage in my knee. Um, and so my road to recovery has been long. And one of the things that is a byproduct of that um, accident was that my life changed forever because now my life was filled with pain. So, a little bit of warning. I guess I should have warned you before I started talking about my car accident. <laughs> my bad. Anyways, if you are super triggered right now, um, or you've had a car accident, um, and you're like super anxious right now, let's just take some deep breaths together, okay? So, let's just breathe in. You can do a Kegel if you want, if that helps to ground you. Breathe in through your nose out through your mouth, in through your nose, out through your mouth, and one more. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. All right. And if you need to turn off the this episode, then I give you permission and I will not be offended, okay? All right, so. Now, my road to recovery, my 20 years of recovering. So what happened was, is that I went into, I was bedridden for months. Um, you know, I couldn't brush my own hair. Um, you know, the recovery was a long recovery process, probably about a year before I was like somewhat functioning in the world. Um, but I was told that I was going to have chronic pain for the rest of my life. And they have not lied. <laughs> I was not lied. Rehab specialists were not lying. Um, and how did this affect? So I want to backtrack before I get into how did, how has this affected my life and how has this affected my um, sex life and all those things. But I want to talk about what happened right away with my sex life. So I couldn't do the things. First of all, I was bedridden. So there was lots of things that I could, wasn't capable of doing. And when I would go to the doctors, and so this was really, this is a really important part of how we don't think sex is really that important. You know, when we're talking about health and wellness and we're talking about recovery, um, you know, no one, no one on my team thought it was important. They're like, you know, you're alive. That's what you should be, you know, focusing on. But what is a life without pleasure? What is a life without orgasmic possibilities? For me, that's not a life at all, me personally. And so what ended up happening is, is that I kept saying to my doctors, my rehab specialists, my chiropractor, my all, all, the, all the people that you know, were part of my recovery, saying, okay, well, how, how do we adapt? Like, how do, I, how do I adapt with this chronic pain to having sex? And all of them were like, well, why is that important to you? And I'm like, why is it not important to you? 
And so I, because of who I am and, you know, sexuality is important to me and, and pleasure is important to me. I decided that I would make it a priority in my life and have to come up. And I came up with some really beautiful, ingenious ways of adapting. I also discovered that orgasm actually is a powerful, powerful um, pain management tool. Um, And having sexual interactions and touch is a powerful, 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 um, you know, changing the patterns of pain and changing the patterns of chronic pain. And it's incredibly crucial. So with no help of the specialists, (laughs) I decided I'm going to figure this out because that's me. That's who I am. And so I did. So what I found is, is that um, when I would have, so part of, there's a couple different things. So one, now my body's left, I have a new body and my new body is left with a lot of pain, a lot of pain. Um, especially in the beginning, there was, it was constant pain and my brain and the psychology around pain and the pain loop, um, that I was stuck in would create more pain because I felt like I was always in pain. So therefore, for um, I created more pain and I was stuck in this pain loop, which is horrible for anybody who has chronic pain. You know what I'm talking about is that horrendous pain loop that you get stuck in and you can't seem to pull yourself out of no matter what. And even the pain meds don't uh, help with pulling yourself out of it. So I had, I was like, okay, I'm going to attack this on different fronts this pain. I'm going to live fully and completely and, and life. I'm going to be filled with life. I'm not going to be like, so the first one was I needed to find new pain management strategies so that I wasn't numb all the time. Because when I was stoned on heavy narcotics for the pain management, um, I was numb. Like I was numb. I was numb emotionally. I was numb physically. Um, I couldn't find the joy. Um, it distorted my my cognitive abilities. So you know, even though I had a I'd had a brain injury and I had you know struggled with a head injury, this I was in this fog. I was in this stoner fog. So it wasn't helping. It wasn't helping me to create new neural pathways. It wasn't helping me to find new ways to deal with the pain. It wasn't helping me. And so I was in a very, 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 very dark place of despair and pain. So I was like, okay, let's, let's figure out how do, we, how do we do this. So the first thing was I need hope and I need joy in order for me to like recover, in order for me to, you know, live a life that's worth living, I need to find joy. And so I started ignoring all of my rehab specialists who told me that I shouldn't be doing anything. (laughs) They're like, you can't go dancing. You can't do that. You can't do that. You should give up being a potter. You should give up. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. If there's no joy, there's no point. So, but what that would mean is I would have to learn to adapt. So if I wanted to go dancing, I would not dance like I used to because my body couldn't move like it used to. Um, And I would dance a little bit and then I would rest. And then I would also know that for the next five days, I would be uh, incapacitated. But I had that moment of five minutes of joy. So I started to apply that to sex. So 
there were certain things because I had had a neck injury. So oral sex was a problem because I couldn't seem to find the right position. So with a lot of exploring and a lot of experimenting with my partner at the time, um, you know, we found some positions that worked better. And for me, one of those positions was sitting and my partner standing. So, so I could give him oral sex. Um, you know, when it came to receiving oral sex because of my body and the pain and stuff, I would have to use props like pillows and other things to support my body so that I could just relax and enjoy the pleasure of receiving pleasure. Um, when, you know, we would have intercourse, I would use a wedge and some other props and pillows um, to go underneath my belly or to prop underneath my, my butt so, so that my body could be supported um, and, you know, we wouldn't have vigorous we wouldn't have vigorous intercourse. Um, we would do it like it's gentle. <laughs> and toys became really a crucial part of finding ways in which to find more pleasure during these periods of time where my body was in a lot of pain. So that's, so how I had sex, like logistically how I had sex started to change. And um, what aroused me started to change and the nerve endings in my body that used to get me off uh, were had changed. So I had to find new neuro, create new neural pathways of pleasure sensations in different parts of my body. I started to use, I found that when I had an orgasm, that that my body produced i didn't realize it at the time until i did research afterwards but my body was producing oxytocin which is the same as, is which is the same drug as you know oxycontin basically so i'm like okay so instead of having to take my oxy um instead of having to take my oxy i could just have an orgasm and that orgasm would last, um, you know, that pain management could last anywhere from an hour to like a couple hours or sometimes all day, depending on how many times I had an orgasm. So I was like, okay, right on. So orgasm is one of my replacements for my drugs. Um, and now, and how I had an orgasm has changed too, because I couldn't have, I couldn't, I used to say flail around like a jackass because <laughs> when I used to have orgasms, especially, you know, in the beginning when I was, you know, still, you know, very much my body recovering, um, I couldn't, you know, do my normal orgasmic patterning. So I had to learn some new orgasmic patterning. And, and if you listen to any of my shows um, where I talk about patterning and why it's so important, this is one of them. So I had to learn new orgasmic patterning. Like one, you know, when before when I would orgasm before the car accident, I would flail around. I'd flail my arms around. I'd like arch my back. I'd squeeze my body. I'd tense all my muscles up. And now that my ribs were broken and everything else was out of whack, uh, doing that was really painful. So uh, I would go to have an orgasm in my old pattern and I would be like, oh, and it would stimulate all the pain. So I had to learn. I had to retrain my body. I had to relearn how to have different kinds of orgasms, orgasmic release, so that I could utilize that, not just for you know, pleasure, but, and not only for intimacy within my relationship, but also um, for pain management pieces. 
So we'll talk, you know, if you, if you're like, well, how do you do that? Then I highly recommend, you know, not only have I done it for myself, but I've done it for many of my clients. So if you're struggling with this, um, you know, you got an illness and ailment, pain, getting old, all these things that are happening that it's hard for you to have an orgasm and you're continue in your old pattern and you want some support with that, reach out to me, okay? You can reach me at succulentliving.com. Okay, so where was I? Oh, so the pain. So, and, and repatterning my orgasmic patterning. Also being able to communicate with my partner about, okay, I have a new body and we need to figure out new ways to, to please my body. And how do we work together as a team around what is sex and what is sexuality and what is sexual expression with each other? Um, you know, there were times where, you know, I may not be able to have intercourse because I was in too much pain, but that didn't mean that we couldn't have oral sex. It couldn't mean that there couldn't be other play, uh, pleasure possibilities. So that was one thing that drastically shifted in my, you know, in my sexuality. The other was reclaiming pain. And so this is the piece where I dropped into, started to drop into kink and BDSM. And um, both, you know, at this point, finding ways in which I could have pain, but pain that I determined that I wanted to have in the way that I wanted to have it and to attach orgasmic release to it. And so through rewiring, through, uh, you, know, so, you know, practice, through a bunch of other tools and techniques that I used um, to make this happen, I was able to be able to get off, to have pain, to be able to be sexually aroused by that pain. And um, that reclaimed it for me. That was like, okay, pain doesn't have to be this numbing experience that I am just curled up in the fetal position crying on the floor and that that's what my life existed. Pain can be, um, you know, I can learn to breathe into that pain. I can learn to disassociate from that pain. I can change the pain loops with um, using pleasure um, and using orgasm as an orga as as pain management. I can. Um, I learned that I could lean into the pain and actually, from the pain itself, get off. Um, there was all these different ways that pain and that car accident changed my life. <clears throat> but 20 years later, I have, um, I have the best epic sex life ever. <laughs> I have different lovers. I have a harem of lovers. I have, I explore different aspects of human sexuality. Uh, let's see what else. Um, you know, I'm so orgasmic that my whole body has capacity for orgasmic release. Um, you know, which, you know, I was, it, it was easy for me to have orgasms before I had the car accident, but now I'm like an orgasmic goddess because I've learned that there's so many different ways to have orgasmic release. And I needed to learn that because I had to change my pattern in order to deal with the, the pain that was in my body and my limit, my body's limitations. So let me see, is anything, anybody have any comments? Anybody have any questions around 
what I've been talking about around, you know, have you experienced chronic pain in your life and how has it affected your sex life? Have you been able to find the ways that um, have brought a new possibilities into your life? Uh, you know, have you been able to find a way to adapt to this new body, this new life that you have um, and find the, the worthiness and the joy in being alive? And this is hard. This is really, really hard. It's not easy to do. I know. <laughs> Personally, I know. So if you're like struggling, you know, if you're struggling with, okay, you know what, I have my body, I have a new body. How do I find this new body sexy? How do I, how do I find the, how do I find the pleasure in my life? How do I rewire my orgasmic patterning so that, you know, I may not be able to get off the way that I used to get off because my body can't do what it used to do. Um, you know, how do I, how do I do that? If you're like, how do I, Gaia, how do I? Well, you need to come, you need to come hang out with me so we can, we can heal that for you and we can give you the skills because each person, you know, rewiring and reprogramming is a very customized experience and each person will need something very different from somebody else. But the first, so what, so come see me, succulentliving.com and we can explore that. Okay. And I can help you through that process. But in the meantime, what I want to leave you with, if you're struggling with chronic pain, the first piece that helps in changing your cognitive programming and helping you to break the, the, the pain loop that you might be in is not to celebrate each moment that you're not in pain or celebrate a part of your body that isn't having pain. So here's what I mean. So when I was in this, this space where I was in chronic pain and in the pain loops, and especially in the beginning, um, what, would f what it felt like was, and I would say this, I'm always in pain. Every part of me is always in pain. Well, that wasn't a true statement. There were seconds. Sometimes it was just a second where I didn't have pain. There was a part of my body right now, my nose isn't in pain. You know, right now my ears don't hurt. So there was parts of my body that were not in pain. And there was moments, even if it was just a second or half a second, where I wasn't in pain. And so what I started to do was to celebrate those moments. <clears throat> Be like, wow, I've noticed my ears don't hurt. Wow, I'm not in pain right now for a sec. What that did is it started to break the pattern, the brain part of the pain loop. It started to break. And then it also started to be like, okay, I can have hope. There is hope. Life is more than just this pain that's a throbbing pain, this aching pain, the stabbing pain that's all throughout my entire body. It's like, oh, you know what? My elbow doesn't hurt right now. My nose doesn't hurt right now. My tongue feels great. Ah. <laughs> And I dropped into those moments. And the more I could drop into those moments, it helped to offset and pull me out of the pain loop and see other possibilities. Because when you're in the middle, especially when you're in a pain, pain outbreak, when you're in that pain, 
there is nothing but survival. You are just trying to survive in that moment. And when you're in survival mode, your cognitive abilities to uh, adapt, to change, to make a different choice, to all you want to do is it feels like you just want to die in that moment. This feels like the only out in that moment. Or get highly stoned, like highly medicated so you don't care about the pain. Like to numb out. And when you're in that numbed out state, you can't make new choices. You can't use new tools. You can't just, you can't, there's no way that you can lean into having an orgasm when you're in that space. And yet having an orgasm will help alleviate the pain. So that's what I want to leave you with is just to start that process of just being able to say, celebrate the moments that you are not in pain. Celebrate the moments that you are not having to struggle. There's a part of your body that doesn't hurt. It may be your eyebrow. That's maybe the only part of your body right now that is not in pain, but it's not in pain. So celebrate that. Because that also does, when we move into the celebration, there's all sorts of biochemicals that are being released in our bodies that help with pain management, help to offset the pain that's in your body, that's going on throughout your body. Oxytocin being the biggest one. So we want to celebrate. The more we celebrate, the less pain we will feel. Doesn't mean that you don't have pain and it doesn't mean that the pain isn't real and doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that you can use some other tools to break the cycle so that you can live a more enjoyable life that is filled with pleasure and celebration and joy and not misery and suffering and just pain, pain, pain. And I say this because I know it to be true. I know it can happen. I know on a soul level of my own personal journey around pain and pleasure and sex. So I hope this was inspirational. I hope you gained something from this. Um, please remember to you know, support Support, support the show, support My Orgasmic Life. And you can do that in many ways. Become a Patreon member uh, to help to offset some of the financial costs of running the show, as well as getting all sorts of exclusive content and all sorts of bonuses that you only get as being a Patreon member. My thank you for supporting the show. Um, financially supporting the show. You can share my orgasmic life with your friends, your peeps, you know, you can download and listen on all the social, on all of your podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, all of these places. All right. So I lovingly invite you to support me, support my orgasmic life, especially if this has inspired you. The other way in which you can show up is that you can share it, share it with your peeps. Like, send me testimonials, send me, I love to hear messages about how an episode has transformed you or made you think in a new way or inspired you in a particular way. You know, send me those messages. I wanna hear from you guys. You know, how is, how is this benefiting you? How are you enjoying my orgasmic life? 
You know, does show touch your heart and inspire you in a particular way? All right, that's it. That's all. I love you all. So, and thanks for listening and hanging out with me. Uh, you can hang out with me more. These are the ways you can hang out with me more. You can hire me for coaching. You can come take an online course, which I have like, I think 12 or 13 of them. They're all awesome. Uh, you can, uh, you know, um, uh, take a course, coaching, invite me on to your show if you're a guest or if you have, a, if you're, you have your own show. Um, if you think you might be a really good fit for my orgasmic life to come and be a co-host with me about a particular topic, then reach out to me. You can find me at succulentliving.com as well as for all your BDSM needs, you can find me at empressgaia.com. Have a juicy, delightful day and may it be filled with pleasure moments and pleasure possibilities. Bye-bye.